0: Friendshiping is proud to be
1: part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This
0: episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin.
1: This is Friendshipping,
0: And the theme this week is... Don't speak, I know just what you're thinking. You didn't sing it. No, I, I, no one should hear me sing. You can sing it. No...
1: Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. So this week we're talking about conversations that you should or maybe should not have. Yeah,
0: kind of like um, the conversation you had with your therapist, oh God, here we go. I think there <laughs> it is. It's time do we complete the arc. Okay. okay. Right. This has been a four-part story, yes, so we don't really do arcs in our podcast because that doesn't make any sense. Well, because um, we
1: usually don't talk about our personal lives that much, yeah, right? Yeah. like we're not that interested. and this is about as personal as it gets. yes, because <laughs> it was a
0: conversation <laughs> between you and your therapist. Yes, this is true. but in our last episode, you sent a text breaking up with your therapist, yes
1: and uh, she has not responded, has
0: not responded, which
1: I think is fine. It's I'm fine. good with this. Yeah. Yeah. No emails, no texts. Um, I, we're just done. And I think that that's good.
0: So my question for you is, when you find a new therapist, <laughs> yeah. are you going to tell that therapist why you left your old therapist?
1: Oh, man. You know, so here's here's the thing. So I, I have str- I'm struggling with this. So I've uh, I've already put out some asks. Oh, you know, some feelers out. Right. Because, you know, uh, and just if you've never looked for a therapist before, what you do and is you swipe right. <laughs> Honestly, that would be so good.
0: That would be really helpful, actually. Tinder for therapists.
1: Yeah. Like you put your insurance information, you put how like your availability in times. But what you actually have to do is much more complicated and annoying. So you go to your insurance website, or at least that's what I do with my insurance provider. And you put in uh, behavioral therapy or you put in depression and you put in anxiety when you're in their find a doctor page and you figure out who's who's close to me and also whose website doesn't look terrible. And it's written in papyrus because they're super into like self-help books.
0: Yep. Who's got the a lot of therapists on their website will use Sunset's right uh papyrus font comic sans yeah and uh that can be a no no yeah but my, yeah. My, i had a good therapist once who uh had a terrible website that played music good therapist though oh god like autoplay yeah it's something like yeah autoplayed music oh I think no. it was like a geo city site so i mean don't judge a book by its cover, but a little bit judge a book by its cover. Absolutely.
1: Like, I'm not going to judge a therapist's website based on the font, but I am going to judge it if it's like papyrus because that's like the spa font, you know? It's also the Avatar movie title font. It is. Which is, you know, a, a choice. As Ryan Gosling said, it's futuristic and tribal. Yeah. It's I not don't, okay. It's not good. It's not good. Nothing about this is good. Um, and like you'll find out little things like I, I never go to a therapist without looking at their website first. So one that I was looking at was like I'm a minister for this Lutheran church, which is fine, but for me, a bisexual, unmarried, you know, I don't know, divorced atheist, divorced atheist, like that just doesn't fit right, you know. So that's what I've been doing. So I'm putting out asks, and I've got um. I've got one that uh, that's looking good. Mm. I got a top contender. Mm. So, so I don't know because I. So here's the, here's the thing, Jen. Yes. One of the main things that I make clear to my therapist is please don't listen to my podcast or look for me on the internet because it might alter your vision of me. Yep. But now I'm thinking, what if I actually say like, listen to my podcast or something, because I don't want to be hiding my truth from you. Right. And so if I do that, then they will hear about me complaining about my therapist. Right. Man, this is something I've struggled with, too. Like, how how much do you? Right. Like, okay, Do you want to cross the streams? Yeah. okay.
0: Like, I've definitely had to explain Cards Against Humanity to a therapist before. Me too. Like my job. One of the hardest things to explain to a therapist other than like my, you know, Gamergate. Right,
1: right, right. But it's like, oh my God. It's like
0: sit down. This is going to take a couple sessions. Yes. You're not going to believe it. I mean, some therapists use Twitter. Yeah. But probably not in the way we do. No. Oh, I need a millennial therapist, but I want her to be old and wise.
1: It's like I want I do want my therapist to see my weird tweets simply because they would get a good grasp on how I try to remain positive in the face of meaninglessness and chaos, (laughs) which is really what weird tweets are. You know, that's millennials humor is like weird Twitter is weird. Twitter is this like I don't know how to pronounce it. I've only read it. Dadaist or dataist. Dada. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like this absurd humor because we're just kind of like laughing in the face of destruction all the time. yep you know so it's like i kind of want the new therapist to understand that about me i want you to know my darkness i want you to really feel the void that resides inside me that you are (laughs) going to have to tame that i'm going to pay you hourly to tame it's like i do kind of want that but at the same time like you can't unsee that shit yeah at the same time i don't want you to be able to see what i see on tumblr yeah Long story short, yes, I am searching for a new therapist. I do think I'm going to tell the story, however, Jen.
0: I think you should, if for no other reason, uh, because when I've tried to get a ther- therapist before, the therapist has been like, I'm actually booked up, but I can recommend these therapists instead. They do not want to recommend that
1: therapist. What if, So, but that's thing, like, what if, like, they know each other? What if they're, like, friends? That's if they're, like, okay. Like, that's, use, that's useful information. Oh, God. Because. I don't want
0: to mess up anyone's life, Jen. You won't. You're informing them of something that is worth knowing.
1: Is it worth knowing? Yeah. I'm really glad that you think that. because you're, you're not feel destroying
0: about their life. You're sharing
1: a piece of information that's very important. And also, like, she did offer up that piece of information very readily. You didn't pry it from her. I did not ask about the last time she stole a dog. No. She just told me <laughs> Yeah, about she it. volunteered it. Okay. All right. I feel better. Well, speaking of hiding information or making information readily available, these questions today talk about people who are, who want to be closer, who don't want to be closer, who want to get away. Do you have that conversation or do you just kind of let things happen naturally? Ooh. Let's well, get into it. What do you think, Jen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read the first one? Yeah.
0: Uh, pronouns she, her. Yeah. I am active for the local chapter of a political party outside the United States. Good for you being outside the U.S.
1: Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, good job.
0: I am on the board and also involved in the campaign team. Though we're all volunteers, my campaign leader deals with a lot of shit from various corners. As another member of the campaign team board, a decent human being, I try to support her as best I can. I let her vent. I affirm her. I tell her things like, that sucks or you deserve better. Now, for the record, I like her well enough to be friendly with her, but lately she's been making friendshipy overtures at me, asking to go to places together and asking if we'll still hang out after the elections. This is in part because the local elections are about seven weeks ahead, after which I'll step down, which will automatically signal the end of our volunteer working relationship. Friendshippers, I have no desire to be her friend. Is there a way to let her down easy? And they signed off Hedwig. Which I think is cute.
1: Love it. I like Hedwig on so many levels. Okay. So, first of all, we think time will do its thing no matter what. I
0: think time is on your side here.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And so, Jen, what would you boil down this question really into? Yeah. So the, they asked, is there a way to let her down easy?
0: And I think with that, rephrasing that question into, help me amicably part ways with this person. Right. Because you, what this question doesn't contain is uh, you telling us this person is mean or unfriendly, or you actually don't want to be close friends for this very dire reason. You just don't want to be friends. Right.
1: right. And that's
0: as simple as that. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. And I don't want anybody listening to our answer to this question to think that you should not make friendshipy overtures towards people that you have worked on a mutual project with. That's a great way to meet a friend. I think that where the person who wants to be friends, Hedwig's non-friend, mm-hmm. I think where they went wrong is asking, will we hang out? Because I don't think that the answer to that question is ever a good one. You know, <laughs> like, will we? so like, and you're about to leave a job. And somebody wants to remain friends with you. And they say, why are we going to hang out when you leave? That's a really awkward fucking question. That is so true. I didn't even. Yeah, that's a weird thing to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rephrase that to, hey, you want to get coffee next week? Yeah. Either make a concrete plan or don't. And then that way, the person that you're talking to can concretely say yes or no. Right. The end. Like, hey, either hang out or don't. Do or do not. There is no try. (laughs) Okay, I love that. Like just like just 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 rip off the fucking band aid. Um, I feel like when you ask somebody, are we gonna hang out after we part ways? It's really asking them for emotional
0: assurance. Assurance. Yeah,
1: man, you know what that
0: reminds me of? Creepy guys. (laughs) That's not what you want. No. Okay, I know you didn't say anything to indicate that this person is a creepy guy. But the phrase "Will we hang out?" reminds me of people that go, "Where's my hug?" Oh, I know. Oh, where's
1: my hug is the second worst question, right? Holy shit! Oh my god! Oh. No, it's like don't, don't, do, don't ask for where's my hug. So I like oh. Do you, can, do, we, do you hug? Can I hug you goodbye? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's Where's it. your hug? Over there. Yeah. <laughs> Way over there. And so there's a reason I didn't give it to you. It's because your hug is not with us right now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It is passed over into the afterlife and we're done here. Yeah, it's dead. There's it no is hug. Dead. So we always advocate for using your words, but this might be one of those times where you don't really need to. Yeah, your actions and like
0: professional distance may do the job for you here, which is great. Because that takes a lot of the pressure off of you.
1: Oh, my God. I just realized something. Hmm. What if the campaign manager said, are we going to hang out after the campaign? And the asker was like, yeah, 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 all the time. That's a very
0: likely possibility because you were cornered into answering an awkward question. But it's OK that if you that happened. Yes. Yeah. You, I agree. The person was not getting down on one knee and being like, will we hang out in eight <laughs> weeks from now? And you were like, yeah. OK, now we're doing it. It's, it life doesn't work like that. Right. You didn't sign in blood. Yeah. Thank like, God. God, life doesn't work like that.
1: Ugh. There's this point in Winona Earp where they had everybody sign in blood. And I'm like, listen, dude, if they're making you sign in something that's not ink and comes out of your body, they're not the good guys. You're not signing up with the good guys. I mean, at least you
0: have to have a lawyer look at that contract.
1: I agree. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I like this. Um, and, and Jen, I think that you're totally right. Um, going through the question and being like, it's, this person isn't weird or abusive or creepy. It's just they don't gel. And that's OK. Yeah, that's totally acceptable.
0: You said you're outside of the U.S. and you're working on this campaign. If it's anything like U.S. politics, you will run into this person again, naturally. Yes. In local elections and stuff. So something to keep in mind as you part ways with this person. You probably already know that.
1: And when you see them again in, in another campaign or something like that, it is so okay to have a friendly, professional relationship without being best friends. Yeah. And it would be unprofessional, especially because she's the campaign manager, which I would assume makes her, even though they're volunteers, this, friend, this person is the boss of the asker yes. in, a lo- in a lot of ways. I think it would be unprofessional of her to hold that against you. And you can feel confident in the fact that you're not making bad choices here. You're,
0: you're not even making rude choices.
1: Right. You're just living your freaking life and you're not wanting to get friend engaged to this, your old boss. Yeah, you can't
0: possibly be friends with every person you've met either. Yeah. Like, so that, that's not reasonable expectations for anyone. So I guess what it comes down to is this is a soft no. This is still
1: soft no territory. I I definitely think so. Although I I do think that it can pass into hard no territory. And you should be prepared for that just in case. There are very professional ways to say, honestly, my dance card's a little bit full this month, but I'll see you when we work on this campaign, you know? Make sure that if you want a professional relationship, you must speak to her as a professional. And if that's adding a little distance now in the end of the campaign you're working on, then so be it.
0: Yeah. And what that can look like is maybe keeping your conversations to email. Yes. Maybe you don't talk over text anymore. Yeah. L- that kind of thing. Like consider your the ways you're communicating and maybe bring them down to one channel.
1: Right. No more sending each other memes No more memes. No more memes. No more jokey texts. Yeah, pull it back a little. Yeah, yeah, I know. I totally agree, Jen. What would the situation have to look like to necessitate a hard no from the asker?
0: Oh, great prompt, Trin. (laughs) I could see a situation involving that required a hard no that was like too many badgering texts. Yes. Repeated repeated emails um, asking the same question over and over.
1: Anything that borders on harassment. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think? I totally agree, Um, especially because, like you said, this person doesn't seem like they're crossing any other lines beyond that they this the asker doesn't want to be friends. And so I don't see it getting to that point. Um, I feel like the campaign manager person felt encouraged to be friends with the asker because the asker is so they seem to be pretty emotionally competent.
0: Yeah, they seem pretty reasonable in all of this, honestly. Right. It's actually very smart to understand that you actually don't want to be friends with someone.
1: Oh, my God. Is it ever? Yeah. Like you're not
0: pursuing a friendship with someone you don't like. I know that sounds wild, but a lot of people pursue friendship with people they don't like.
1: Just because it's
0: convenient. Yeah. Or they feel an obligation or whatever it is.
1: Yes. And you don't have to spend your time doing this.
0: You do not. In fact, I advise against it.
1: (laughs) So all in all, we definitely think this is still soft, no territory. And when you do part ways at the end of the campaign, time can possibly just kind of do its thing to both of you. Regardless of how strongly she may feel about you as a friend. I mean, there are people who want to be friends after working together who don't because it's hard.
0: Right. I mean, listen to your instincts here. Mm -hmm. Don't strain yourself. Don't strain yourself here.
1: Yeah, uh, and ghosting I think is still appropriate. If you think that that will make things difficult for you in future campaigns, you can give a clear, hard no of just I'm 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 just going to be too busy. I'll see you with the next campaign. Um, you're not doing anything wrong. Nothing that you're feeling is wrong. And I'm glad that you have a grasp on that this campaign manager is not wrong. However. If she starts to feel like she can exert power over you because she's the manager, that is abusive. And you are in the clear to say, no, thank you, bitch. No, thank you, bitch. <laughs> I really like that bitch is coming back. It is coming back. And I like, and you know what? I think, I think that we can credit ourselves. I'll take credit. We can't. No, we can't. It's really not us. Mm-hmm. It was probably black women.
0: Pro- it's always black women.
1: Yeah. And then we just jump on their train. Yep.
0: It's always black women. And then it comes up on Broad City. And then it trickles down to the white women.
1: There you go. That's how that's the the pipeline. Yeah,
0: that's one that's one possible explanation. I'm sure there are many other trickle down examples, but that's one broad city.
1: (laughs) Thank you, black women. Question two. Yeah, you're up. All right. My boyfriend and I have been together for a little over three years and things are great between us. However, things haven't been great with his mom. We'll call her Carol. Carol. I really do love Carol and Karen as being like the 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 stand-in names. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm very Oh, into it. yeah.
0: they're gonna live up to the names.
1: It's like Carol and Karen are the Kevin and Dave of women yeah. names. Yeah, yeah. Or know? the Chad. Right. And I feel that uh Chris is the NB name Ooh. uh to stand in. I love that. Yeah. So um guys add those to your to your lexicon for future questions. My boyfriend's mom has started saying that she wants me to call her mom, not Carol, and that we should be close enough at this point for me to call her up and ask for advice. Well, I have no desire to do this for two <laughs> reasons. I have hang-ups about my own mother, who I do not consider a parent in any way due to emotional and financial abuse. I never really had a mom. I've had a lot of women try to fill that hole in my life, and I've done enough therapy to understand that this isn't something that I want or need to be happy. Two, Carol is difficult. (laughs) Specifically, she can be very controlling and authoritarian. I've watched her use abusive tactics, yelling, slamming things, blaming her actions on others, manipulation, withholding affection or money to control her husband and both her children, my boyfriend included. I know Carol was raised in an abusive household, and I understand firsthand that kind of trauma that that can inflict on someone sometimes that trauma leads to unhealthy coping mechanisms however i don't find that to be an excuse for her behavior and i don't trust her to respect me or treat me with dignity she doesn't do that with others so why would she with me smart i love this ask her holy shit we'll get into that later mm-hmm. My boyfriend and I are planning on getting engaged once I finish my graduate program, and I don't want this mom thing to get worse when we do get engaged. All that said, how do I politely refuse her offer of being a parent figure a in my life? Do I owe her an explanation for my detachment? Is there a way for me to be emotionally involved with her as a friend, or is this just too much? Thanks a million from M, who goes by she, her, hers. Damn. Holy I'm, freaking m- fucking
0: fuck! I'm gonna get the compliments out of the way first. Let's do it right now. This is one of the most badass questions we've ever gotten.
1: Absolutely. Oh
0: my god, you are taking on a lot with maybe the most emotional intelligence I could we could ever ask of anyone.
1: I Holy completely agree. Holy shit! Yeah, like they. Not only has this person done the the work on their own life. Um, they have figured out what they need from other people, other women. They are not still trying to close a gap in their life. So smart.
0: This is the part that really impressed me. I don't trust her to respect me or treat me with dignity. She doesn't do that with others. So why would she with me? Brilliant. So so many people are stuck. Before that, before they receive enlightenment. Good job. You made it to the other side of this river and your expectations for this woman are appropriately low.
1: Yeah. Well done. A lot of people would see something like that and be like, well, that's a mountain for me to climb. I'm going to get that approval because nobody else gets it. I'm reading this like me. That's what I would do. I know. I'd I know. Be like that's a tough nut to crack, yeah. therefore.
0: Yeah, that's what <laughs> Trent and I are, are definitely um putting ourselves in this question. And we are very impressed with how well you've done. You're doing we're fucking learning great. from you here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, and
1: also congratulations on your pending engagement. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I love that you are talking to your partner about potentially getting married instead of like waiting for him to spring it on you or for you to spring it on him garbage. I mean, if people want to do a surprise engagement, they can, you know, that's totally fine. But we get Friendshiping uh, approve of people who talk about it first. Hell yeah. And don't just like go to a football game and like put it on the jumbotron and like pressure <laughs> that person to marry them. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine how many people did that and then they immediately broke up their engagement after they left the game? I always wonder that. Sometime in my life, I want to see that
0: proposal and then hear someone go, no. <laughs> no, no, thanks. I'm not marrying you. <laughs> we're just like I we're don't like, even like baseball. I'm just here for the f- for the beer and hot dogs. Yeah.
1: And that's acceptable, too. All right. So here we go down to business. All right. So first of all, this person, Carol, Carol, she will be in your life for the foreseeable future. So no matter what you choose to do, and I know that and I'm sure this is already in your brain, but I want to say it out loud. Choose what will give you the least amount of stress and fiction in your life moving forward. Make your life as easy on yourself as possible. Please. I understand that she uses abusive tactics, and that's fucking garbage, and you don't need to put up with that no matter what, okay? You are 100% allowed to say something about that. When you throw Tupperware at me, I feel uncomfortable. I feel unsafe. I am leaving now. Right. Um, however, you won't be able to rid her from your life without support and teamwork from your partner. I don't, I just say like that's going to have to happen. I just
0: think so. They, they seem like a unit. Yes. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So when I first read this question, I was like, this is going to have to be a team effort between M and her fiancé or her proto-fiancé. Yeah. Pending- Impending. Impending
0: doom, doom. Impending doom. Impending doom. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. no <laughs> just kidding. You're, <laughs> you're, you're pre-fiancé.
1: Yeah. I like uh, proto-husband. Cool. Cool. However, the partner, the boyfriend, fiancé, proto-husband, they have experienced abuse from Carol way more than the asker has. So, Jan and I were very prepared to be like, okay, we're going to be a cohesive unit. Let's figure out this together. But I think, it, and I think in, a, in a non-abusive situation, your partner would have to bear the bulk of like being an ambassador. But in this, I think it's it's going to have to start with a long conversation between the two of you. That's
0: really smart. Yeah. Okay. So initially, Trent Tr- and I read through this and we're like, okay, you and your, your partner is going to be your ally in this, your teammate, help them do the work with you to navigate this. But abuse, right. abusive tactics are involved, including to your proto-husband. Mm-hmm. So in that case, more shields have to go up. Right. We're putting the shields up.
1: It sounds like M would not characterize this mom Carol person as being an abuser. She seems to be interpreting the mom as having abusive tactics due to past trauma. Yes. That are explainable and livable, which still fucking sucks which and you is- don't have to deal with. Exactly. Well said. Livable, survivable, and terrible. You know, and it might be that you guys will, I mean, and and I almost said you'll bond over your trauma, but that's not really what I mean. I think that explaining your trauma to Carol will go easier than you might think it will because she grew up in an abusive household from what you described. I hope so. I
0: think people can be so buried under their trauma they don't even know it. Absolutely. But we should explore the idea of this. We should explore the idea for a little bit of what if you had a very honest conversation with Carol.
1: Yeah. And you will know yourself if this advice works for you because, you know, Carol and you know your situation better. But if you can stomach it, if you feel comfortable doing so, I think that it is fair to give her an abridged version of your backstory if you want to. And that could look something like. So she asks that you call her mom and you say, you know what? I actually have a lot of baggage with that word. So if we can have like just a new different relationship that doesn't share that title that has given me a lot of pain in my life, I would really appreciate that. I don't want you to be my mom. I want you to be my Carol. And to me, that's actually healthier and better.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Isn't that such a reasonable fucking thing to ask? So reasonable.
0: And it also gives a little bit of compliment to appease Carol. Yeah. Which might get her off your back.
1: Right. And... You're not saying I want to be closer to you than a mom. What you're saying is... Yeah, don't lie. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> This word is, has been a hurtful term for me, and you don't even want that title because it has been such a rough thing for me. Yeah,
0: man, this is really good, Trend. You're translating your backstory into something tangible and practical for Carol to act on. And it's pretty simple. It's a pretty good ask.
1: Yeah. And it's so such a reasonable ask that should she fight you on this, then you know to abandon that entirely and move on. Not abandon the idea of I should just give up and call her mom, but abandon the idea of having a new good Carol to uh, M relationship. So the important thing here, I think the timeline
0: of this is pretty important. Yes. Because they're not engaged yet. And when they share the engagement news with Carol, that's going to be a little wacky. We already know that. Yeah. Because Carol's, Carol's got some, some baggage revolving around her family. And you're saying, I'm stepping into this family. So I think a game. you need to make a game plan. You got to be ready with your boundaries. You got to have some boundaries in mind that you will put in place. Here's an example of a boundary that I read a while ago on Captain Awkward. CaptainAwkward.com, by the way, has a lot of advice about mother-in-laws. So you yeah. should read that. And one of them was like, let's say your mother-in-law wants to talk to you three times a week or wants to, um, I don't know, spring, show up at your house or spring conversations on you. The example of a boundary you can set is I would love if we just had a call once a week on Sundays. So we all got together and like you know for 20 minutes, we got it all, we hashed it all out. And then if the mother-in-law like repeatedly contacts you during the week, you could say, oh, we'll we'll save it for Sunday. We'll talk on Sunday. Keep repeating and reaffirming your boundaries. And this is a little bit like classroom management where you're going to keep it strict at first. Stick to it in the beginning uh, because it's easier to loosen the reins than it is to become strict later.
1: Yes, I totally agree, Jen. Jen, that's awesome. And if she starts like signing her text, love mom, after you have this conversation, Stay stone-faced. Don't, don't, tr- I almost said don't appease her, but I do know that women in particular are trained to put the smile on for everybody. You can just repeat. Remember we had that conversation where I said, I want you to be my Carol. Can you do that for me? Be my Carol. This is such a a, a, a difficult, strange thing to navigate. You are totally in the right and uh, I don't know that there's going to be a clean answer for this, but I hope that out of everything that we've told you, you'll be able to sift through and, and find something that might help.
0: Yeah, I do think, like Trin said, like we mentioned earlier, I do think it's worth having like a, a conversation with your partner too. Yes. Because you are teammates in this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're like, you're on the same team, and you're going to navigate this, this, weird, this weird dynamic together. And I'm sure you're aware that your partner probably has certain boundaries with Carol that certain things you should step carefully around. Mm -hmm. Like this sounds like a pretty heavy, complex thing that you're going through together.
1: Yeah. And it wouldn't be, I think, overboard to consider doing some couples therapy to talk about how you want to deal with Carol together.
0: Yeah, because it's not easy to bring up like, hey, let's talk about your mom and how we're going to handle this for the next 50 years.
1: Yeah. What? What? That's so uncomfortable. You don't have to wait until you're officially legally bound to each other for you to try to navigate how best to deal with your partner's mom. Yeah. God, yeah. You already see this being an issue, and you said she has used abusive tactics on your partner. I mean, I think that seeking therapy is completely reasonable for that reason. It's true. I love it. Don't go into this alone. Yeah. Time to time to put put a team together. Yeah, get your support network ready. So ultimately, I think that it is a good idea to just just be honest with Carol, if you can and you feel like that's appropriate, to give her a nice little abridged version of why you don't like the word mom. And if she rejects this, then you know that you need to bring in more people on your team. You need to bring in your boyfriend, bring in a couples therapist, get more and more opinions, and and figure out how to work with this because. You were inviting her into your life for hopefully the rest of your life that's
0: a lot yeah get get your armor on get your tools ready you're going into this you've got time to
1: prepare you certainly do all right question three not question three three my questions god. God. wow all right my turn yeah it is
0: all right here we go my actress friend and oh, i really quick Jen, yes i've
1: just realized what? something oh my god <laughs> not about the last question <laughs> oh So uh, I should mention I edited this question down quite a bit because it was pretty long, um, but I kept in all of the things that we thought were relevant to uh, the answer that we can give. Um, So asker, just so you know, you did a great job writing. I just cut down the adjectives. Cause Trent and I talk a lot. Ready? Yeah. My actress friend and I
0: used to chat about our jobs and dreams and Victorian literature and Star Wars and John Hamm and stuff. We went to art and theater events whenever we could in the city near ours. She occasionally wondered to me about moving to that city because so much of her social life was based there. But eventually she told me that she belonged in the town where we both lived to look after her aging parents. So the, the geography here is kind of important, right, Trin?
1: Yes. Okay. So, like they had, uh, so they, they lived in the same city. And then there's a city just a little ways away where all the, the hip hop happening stuff is happening. Got it. But they both had business there and keep going. Okay.
0: Thanks to a combination of hard work, finally paying off, and a lot of good luck, I got a great opportunity to move to that city, and I love it here. My career exists and things are moving along for me. Only trouble is that my actress friend is now not answering my texts. I heard from her up until the move three months ago and not a peep from her after, not even to wish me Merry Christmas. Not even to respond to me talking about John Hamm. (gasps) My theories are, one, she changed her phone number. Without telling me, perhaps because number two, she feels betrayed or jealous or both of the fact that I am now acting in films and talking to me is hurtful. Or three, she's really busy. She was given the funding to make her own dream project just before we lost touch and was super excited about it, understandably. That said, even when she was in a shitty job, she's never been too busy to respond to my invites before. Whatever it is, I honestly feel really hurt by it and I don't know what to do. We aren't in touch online, she doesn't have Facebook, and although she does have a Twitter account, neither of us follow each other because her account is professional and on mine I mostly make shit posts. <laughs> <laughs> what can I even do? I want to see her again and talk about The Last Jedi.
1: She doesn't want to talk to you and it does not matter why. I'm sorry. We're just going to rip the bandaid off. Yeah, she doesn't, it doesn't matter why. And, 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 like, and you're not bad. You're not a bad person. You're not, you don't suck. But you must leave her alone. And you can make one final overture and to leave the ball in her court, but then you have to be done.
0: Yeah. One last one last hurrah, one
1: last ask, and then you're done. Yeah. Because if you overreach into her new life, which it sounds like you both have one, then it will make it even less likely that she will want to get in touch over the future. It will give her even another reason to not talk to you, which is you are being a little weird.
0: I'm really glad that the asker mentioned Facebook and Twitter because that tells us where you should keep this one last communication correspondence sent out. Yes. Keep it to the channel where you used to talk and it sounds like it was text, but then don't send a Facebook message. Don't tweet at her account. Right. One last hurrah. That's it. That's truly it.
1: Please do not seek out new avenues to contact her. So if she's got a Tumblr account with the anonymous asks open... That is not where you say, hey, do you want to hang out?
0: If this sounds like to you, listener, of course I would never do that. This is stuff has both happened to Trin and I. Oh, yeah. It yeah, is, yeah. Happened. yeah, it happens. It happens. People take people instead of going down the road, they take shortcuts to try and reach people.
1: Yeah, it's not cool. It's frankly uncool. You sound perfectly reasonable. And so please don't be insulted if we say things like, don't be creepy, buddy. Uh, and you're like, why would I ever do that? we got to cover all of our bases, friend. we got to cover our bases yeah. as people
0: that have been creeped upon.
1: Yeah. Um, and all the reasons that you listed, so you've, you've thought about why she might not want to talk to you. Those are all very rational reasons why someone would stop talking to you and you have to accept all of them. So like it, it seemed as though you were like, look at these bad reasons why somebody would want to stop being my friend. No, it, it doesn't matter. It, it could have nothing to do with you busy life, feeling jealous, whatever. Maybe you remind her of a life she can't have or you remind her of this old life she had before this big project got approved and she can't afford the emotional weight. It doesn't matter because no matter what, it's her choice who she talks to. It's her choice who she spends time with, who she reaches back to.
0: And you know, my heart hurts for you a little because I know you had a strong connection with this person. I knew I understood you, her when you started listing off all the fandoms you like. Yeah. Because that is how I make friends too. And that is a strong connection. I made a new internet friend the other day because we can't stop talking about Poe Dameron. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. But what it's time for is for you to pull back in. It's time for you to pull back, actually. That's really it. Yeah. Um, the good news is, though, is there are a lot of other people that you can have your fandom posting love with.
1: Yeah, all you have to do is like search hashtags on Twitter or Tumblr and you will find your people. You will find your weirdos. Well, what if we talk real quick about the one final overshirt? if that hasn't happened yet, right. what that might look yes. like. Yes,
0: what what the last hurrah.
1: Yes. So uh, obviously there can't be a text because it looks like she probably changed her phone number. Um, so if you are in touch via email or something like that um, and, you, and you have not yet done this, this is what it would look like. Hey, friend, it's been a while since we've talked. I just want to leave the ball in your court. This is my number. If you want to get back in touch, let's uh, let's get lunch sometime. That would be a lot of fun. And uh, I, there are some great things happening in my city on this and this and this date. Wish you all the best of luck. And I hope you're healthy. Bye. Take care. Bye. Done. What that message contains
0: is very important. It's just as important as what it doesn't contain. Yes. Which is guilt or shaming or what I feel I feel really like it's like it's not
1: I feel cast aside
0: I, I feel don't like you dumped me right um maybe if you become friends again that you there's a conversation like that that can happen in the future where you're very emotionally honest I don't think it's time I, I don't agree. think this is this is not the correct avenue for that
1: yeah no it's not time to ask why did you leave me
0: Yes, don't ask.
1: Yeah, um, they will come to you and let you know if it's ever time for that conversation to happen, it should be started by your friend.
0: Yep, exactly yeah. right.
1: If you're feeling hurt by your friend ditching out on you, great, use that to stop talking to them. <laughs> use that
0: as motivation to leave them alone. Yeah. And I, use that energy to meet other people.
1: They're everywhere. Unfortunately. There are so many people. There are too many people, actually. So I feel like it will be easy for you to make a friend because so many people on this planet exist.
0: (laughs) So I have this weird metaphor I want to bring up because it it keeps coming up. It's come up in my life like a million times because I think it's very useful advice. Okay, so here it is. In high school, I was the editor in chief of the newspaper. I just wanted to just wanted to share that. Um, We had a very good school newspaper. Hey, 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 (laughs) hey. hey. Um, And I had a really great journalism advisor. So I was editor in chief. And that means I helped oversee like, you know, like what the content and writing was in the paper, but also the design of the front page, because uh, the design of the front page is the most important. And we had a really good like little design team that can make things that are creative. And but it wasn't like high level design. It was like like we're all learning Photoshop. So uh, <laughs> she would very uh, it wasn't like bad Photoshop, oh, but, right. it, but it wasn't good. we are students. Yeah, we're students. So she would um, I remember one time we were doing like a front page that had a graph on it. And she gave us this amazing advice, which was like print the paper. Don't just look it on your screen. Print it. Look at it. Close your eyes. Open your eyes. And what do you see? So she, we did that, and we all closed our eyes, opened them, and then at the same time we all went. That looks like an ice cream cone. We can't print that. That's not good. So her advice always was: take a step back, close your eyes, open them. What do you see? Which is what you're doing here, and it's what you need to do in the future. What do you see? You see a friend who is not reaching out back to you. Full stop.
1: And the podcast.
0: Yeah, this has been (laughs) friendshiping.
1: We did a trend. Honestly, I think that's really about it. Because I mean, the truth is. You're done. You're done. Yeah. Um, so that's it. So stop reaching out to her. Give her one last overture. Move on. There are more people who like John, ha- John Ham than you might think. <laughs> Believe it or not, a lot of people think John Ham is handsome. Weird. Ham-some. Ham some. <laughs> Damn it, Trin. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. God. I apologize for myself and this podcast. This has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to ask us a question, please do, and please include your pronouns. You can do that at Friendshipping podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at do friendship. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for all your design work. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Molly Lewis for your beautiful theme song that you wrote for us. And are we really ending this right now? Let's do it. It feels so abrupt. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the
0: problem. Uh, Hold on, I got a burp. It's coming.
1: No. Oh wow. No. Oh, false. Two false (laughs) alarms. I've had a lot of women try to fill that hole in my life, and I'm. I had a burp. (laughs) (laughs)